you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm grateful that you're joining me on this journey that we are on towards owning our careers, owning our lives, and owning our futures. And I've got a great interview for you today. Um, I'm interviewing my friend Sophie Edmond, who lives in the UK. She is a leadership coach, trainer, speaker, and uh, she helps uh, women, especially in their careers uh, and organizations, attract, retain, develop talent uh, inside their companies. And in this discussion, we had a great conversation about uh, not only how to think about your career during these challenging times of COVID-19, um, but how to think about your career in general, um, why women and everybody, but women especially, need to think about um, stepping into the spotlight and, uh, and promoting themselves more uh, and not just relying on the work and also giving yourself some grace during the challenging times of COVID-19. And I even came up with a great tagline for Sophie during this interview, uh, don't put yourself on mute. Uh, so you'll have to wait to hear the context of that. Uh, but I hope she uses it for something. It's a great idea, if I do say so myself. Um, if you are looking for more great content, as well as some updates on what's going on with the book, I'd love for you to head over to my website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com, and uh, check out the free resources there. Sign up for our email updates. Now here's my interview with Sophie. Well, hello, everybody. I am live with my friend Sophie Edmond, who is an executive and leadership coach and trainer and speaker, joining me from the live from the UK, where it's, I think, 9 p.m. over there. Sophie, mm -hmm. welcome yes. to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. I've been really looking forward to this um, for a couple of weeks now. Thank you. Yeah, uh, me too. Great to have you on. I think we met uh, at the um, Jessica Lorimore's event in London last November, right? Mm. And, um, you know, we've I've followed you on social media. And so good to get you on here live. And I know you do a lot of stuff in the leadership space. You work with a lot of uh, uh, female leaders, uh, attracting, retaining, developing um, people in organizations. And, mm -hmm. you know, this show that I've been doing has been a lot about uh, taking ownership of your career, especially how to deal with some of the challenging times that we're in under COVID-19. And I know you help a lot of people with that stuff. So I'm excited to get to that. But before we do, let's start with a little bit of introduction of you know who you are and, and what you do. Okay. So as you said, my main business at the moment is around working with organizations to help them to attract, develop and retain female talent. But I do a lot more than that. Uh, so I've got 34 years of corporate experience. Um, I started when I was very young and I actually started working in finance, in credit control. And I fell into that job because um, I flunked school and it was a case of I need to go and start working. What can I do? Um, and so I went to the careers office and found a job in an accounts department. And with hindsight, it was probably one of the worst things I could ever have done because attention to detail is definitely not a strength of mine. Anyway, I, I, <laughs> I, I pursued it and I ended up doing more studying. Um, so I carried on a part-time education, did some professional qualifications. And as I was doing that role, I progressed into some supervisory and some leadership roles. And I was on a leadership development program 
with um, a well-known UK electrical retailer. And my world was turned upside down because my husband at the time suddenly died in an accident. And it really made me stop and think about what I was going to be doing with my life. I also had a two-year-old at the time. And I realized that accountancy and finance was not a strength. And so what I wanted to do was something that that, that I, I had a calling. I felt that I wanted to make a difference. And one of the ways I thought I could do that, or two ways, was becoming a teacher or becoming a midwife. And I looked into both of those. Both of them in the UK certainly needed a degree, which I didn't have. And so I thought, what's the next best thing? And I realized that I liked standing in front of audiences and being the center of the room. Now, considering what a shy child I was, that was all a bit um, strange. But anyway, fast forward, I ended up starting work as a trainer and as a presenter. And that evolved into roles in HR, in learning and development, in training. I then continued my education and did a master's degree in human resources management. And over the last seven years, I've been running my own business, training, coaching, leaders and managers in how to really be, become people focused. And I think that's a really, really big topic and theme right now. It's about that human element. So yes, there's the theory um, and that is really helpful, but it's also about actually that human element for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting how your career has has changed and gone through so many different challenges and pivots and and everybody's does, right? We're all on our own journey, but you've certainly had some some big changes and big challenges going from credit risk to being all about people. Yeah. Um, just let's start there uh, mm -hmm. because one of the things I, I like to talk with people about is the importance of you know having a vision, having an idea of where you want to go with your career, but also realizing that things are going to change, right? Things are going to come up that you just cannot anticipate and wondering how you talk to people about that, because I think it's it's important for people to re remember. The thing for me is, is about change, is being aware that change is going on all around us. And people have very interesting reactions to change. And again, just looking at what's going on right now in the world about how people are reacting. And I use the analogies of... Um, talking about the fact people say to me I don't like change or I'm too old to learn new technology um and so I say to them okay uh what's the weather doing right now and they might say it's sunny or and I say what was the weather doing this time yesterday and they all think back and they go oh, it was raining okay that's change uh today is Tuesday tomorrow's Wednesday and so I start building it up like that and then I also do I'm a little bit naughty sometimes um and I say okay so do, have you changed your clothes today um, and they kind of look at me really strange and, 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 and they say, well, yes, of course I have. And I said, well, you're wearing pajamas or not. And now you're wearing a suit or, or a pair of jeans or whatever it is. And so I talk about change, the fact that you, you're dealing with it all the time. But obviously, sometimes what happens is that you're not always used to a big change. And one of the key things is, is about resilience, is about realizing that we can probably cope with a lot more than we think we can cope with and one of the key things that I do talk about is about communication so one of the things that I've noticed about managers and leaders of, of having been one myself and also been on the receiving end of being led and managed is that that those leaders and managers don't always communicate enough even if there's a big change going on and there's nothing new to report nothing new to say tell people there's nothing new to say but keep that conversation keep that engagement and also be prepared to embrace change from a positive perspective a lot of people have tendencies around it's all negative 
but actually change can be really really positive so embrace those opportunities yeah i studied this a little bit probably not as much as you but one i learned in a program once that you know people don't actually resist change what they resist is that they are either for something or against something and they resist threats to a purpose or a goal that they have or something that might be uh, you know, they fear is going to have a negative impact on their life. So like they like the stability they have now and they're afraid that some type of change might shake things up and make it harder for them to spend more time with their family or uh, their financial situation or whatever it may be. Yeah. And so it's not that we don't like to change or adapt to things. It's just that we're very resistant to threats that come up to our purpose or just the the state of being that we're in that we, they, we, we think we like at the time. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because, again, from a career perspective, some of us would have will will have in our heads mapped out where we want to go, what we want to do in our careers. And when something happens, so whether it's a, a personal life-changing event or a career-defining event, then sometimes what happens is that 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 we're not always we don't know how to react. And because something's been thrown out, um, to your point, that that we're resistant to it then. And just going back to what I was saying about technology um to just finish that element is and I say to people okay so tell me about um and it relates back to the remote working that we're all embracing at the moment is is five years ago or even seven years ago when Netflix didn't exist and I say to people how many people have got a smartphone how many people now watch Netflix um and of course the majority of people put their hands up and I right. say we're well, never too old to change because 10 years ago Netflix yeah. didn't exist. iPhones yeah. didn't exist 15 right. years ago, but right. somehow or other we've, we've had to adapt because we've wanted to. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Like some people try to resist that stuff, but it's just how the world is changing and they pick and choose where they embrace it. And the people that tell me they don't like social media and I'm like, look, my, or they're too old if they're in their 40s or 50s. I'm like, look, my wife's grandmother, who's 92 years old, follows me on Facebook and sends me emails, yeah. you know, about my updates. So, you know, anybody can use this stuff. <laughs> totally. Um, and I was also going to joke with you too about the, you know, people do, you you talk about people changing their clothes on a daily basis that may not be relevant anymore as people stay home and they're <laughs> working their pajamas all day long. <laughs> they're not changing as much anymore. Um, we got a comment from uh, Mindy Wells who said, Sophie, can you remember a time in which someone has told you that you over communicate or are too inclusive? Gosh. I've been told per, on a personal perspective that um, I can be too direct. Now, again, I don't know quite whether that's what Mindy is referring to, but there is a danger sometimes that you can over communicate. And I think what what happens is in situations like that is that that people just sometimes want to be left alone to digest and to to reflect upon what the, what's been communicated to them. And if somebody then is constantly, are you OK? How's it going? Can I support you? Can I help you? Almost that micromanaging element can sometimes be a bit too much to people. So this is where actually knowing your team and knowing the people that you're working with, you've built up that relationship, I think is really helpful because then you get an idea of how they want to be and like to be communicated to and how often. And again, I use an example of, of praise. So in a team environment, leadership environment, if, uh, if there's a job that's been well done, by the team, by individuals, there might be some people that that you can in a in a team meeting environment can can uh, say, "Whoa, well done, Jane, fantastic! Whoa, wasn't it a brilliant job?" And for them, they're going to die because that's the worst possible way they could ever have praise or be communicated right. to. 
Whereas other people might be something you just need to go and stand next to them and say, and give them literally a pat on the back and say, thank you, that was a great job. So yeah. to Mindy's point, uh, yes, I think you can sometimes over communicate it. And the way that you can get around that is by knowing the people that yeah. you are communicating to and with. Um, and so again, it's about understanding personalities and and, and characteristics and, and individual styles. Yeah. Yeah. Get to know your people. Um, so important. Yeah. And, and your get to know your manager. The manager needs to get to know you both ways. Um, so I want to ask you a couple of questions. Also okay. remind those for those of you who are joining live like Mindy, um, drop a comment in the chat. Let us know where you're joining from. Ask any questions you have for Sophie about uh, leadership, uh, career development, uh, especially uh, on the women's angle, you know, during these crazy times and, and related to that. Um, Sophie, you mentioned that we talked about change and people going through career or life changing events. And I think that we could all categorize COVID-19 as career and life changing for millions, if not billions of people around the world, right? We're all going through our own versions of this crazy challenge. Uh, you mentioned to me right before we started recording that you've noticed in conversations and data um, that women and men tend to react sometimes to these things differently. I'm wondering what you're what you're seeing in that. So, so for me, and again, I'll, I'll use my husband as an example. Um, so he he works for for the government, and um, he is very much it's okay. Life goes on. I'll be okay. I've given him, of course, a list of jobs to do um, in his downtime because he now doesn't have to travel to work. So he's at home a bit more because uh, he can work from home. And so so what I'm finding is that that men are, there doesn't seem to be that emotional connection. There probably is deep down, but it's from a very pr practical and very pr uh, process-driven place. And yeah, I've been furloughed or I've still got work to do. I'm going to have a job to come back to. Whereas women, Tend, are tending to take on the responsibilities of the homeschooling, of maybe elder care, child care. And again, I'm making a very broad generalisation here. Um, but also the fact that they may also be going it through in a more emotional perspective. Uh, and because, they, again, they may, may want to feel that they haven't got that camaraderie of the team, the support of the team. And it could be they're thinking about their reputation. They might not feel they're being as productive as, pos as, as they have been before. And so, so you've got the men, if you like, who are very sort of practical, process orientated, and then you've got the females who are going through from quite an emotional um, perspective. But it's not to say that they're not both from a crossover perspective feeling that. Yeah, I could see that being a challenge. And I think about at least the kind of the studies I've seen, and and I hate to generalize as well and and go too far, especially you know being a man to make some of these generalizations, but. It seems like on the one on the one side of things, um, even though most households now, especially millennial households, are two income households, right? Where both parents are working, you know, mother and father, um, women still tend to take a little bit, take on more of the parenting and housework, right? If you just look at the yeah. data overall, right? So there's yeah. more pressure now that our kids are home, and I've got two young kids at home, mm -hmm. and we have to like school them as well as mm -hmm. you know get our jobs done probably on average, women are taking on a little bit more of that responsibility, a little bit more of that burden. And if you look at some of the other data out there about, you know, how men and women uh, think about their own career development, women tend to rely more, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but rely more on uh, the merits of their jobs, right? Where men think they can get by more on building a network or brand or whatever it may be. And so there's more pressure too 
or there's more guilt because I'm not getting all the work done. And, you know, now I don't know if I'm going to be able to move up. How's this going to affect my career? Totally. Absolutely. And, and, um, the, some of the common mistakes that women make in their careers generally is the fact that they believe that their work and their resume, their CV will speak for itself. So when it comes to a promotion, um, it, it may be a case of literally putting a piece of paper or the CV saying, look, this is who I am. This is what I've achieved. Um, these are my skills. Therefore, this should speak for itself. But again, men, on the other hand, will tend to be a little bit more, as you say, have that network, have those connections and generally do more networking anyway. Um, and so what the, the what I recommend to, to my clients is that that is that women create themselves what's called a unique value proposition, um, a UVP, which is actually this is me. And it's also linking back into them telling their story. It's also about them talking about their accomplishments and their achievements. And again, what I sometimes find is that if I say to to a group, um, tell me about your accomplishments, tell me about your strengths, your achievements. What generally happens is people tend to focus on the things that they've been told they're not very good at, all the negative mm. aspects. And studies have shown that for every time we hear a negative thing about ourselves, you're not good enough, you're too loud, or you don't speak enough, your ideas aren't great, Fred has come up with the same idea and, and we're going to run with it. You know, those common things that we, we, we those biases that we sometimes experience. And it, it studies show that it takes three to five times for something, if you say something positive, to then negate that negative one. Sorry, the other way around. Forgive me. I do apologize. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, yeah. So, so you, you hear a negative thing. Yeah. And you need to then hear three or five, three to five positive things to then get rid of that negative thing. Um, and we then tend to, we, we, we remember the, the, um, the, it is the other way around. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> Quite all right. Quite all right. It's been a long day. Yeah, a long day. Um, and so yeah, so so we the, the negative things we tend to focus on more than the positive things. Right. Um, and so we really need to 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 really think about those positive things. So what is it I've done? What are my strengths? What are my achievements? What are my accomplishments? Yeah. Um, and those are are the things that we need to focus on in that unique value proposition. And also knowing about how to tell our story, mm. um, because again, the, the 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 men tend to be able to come up with it just like that, whereas the women will think about it. Oh, I don't want to come across as bragging. I don't want to come across as being too 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 forward. Um, and so having that UVP and really thinking about it. And now is a great time to be doing it because again, when the new normal um, comes around, what is it that that people are going to be focusing on? Where? what is the next step of their career? So it's a good opportunity to be doing that right now. Yeah, absolutely. Like, where are you going? You got to be thinking about the future. What's going to happen after this? Uh, and and very true, right? We cringe. We worry so much about the negative feedback and it, it really sticks with us. So I just want to tell you, Sophie, you're doing a fantastic job on this interview right now. Just really enjoying it. <laughs> um, and I want to ask you Thank for you. people out there, especially women who are worried about their jobs or maybe they are furloughed or, you know, they're trying to figure out where is this going to go? Where can I go next? Um, but I want to take control. I don't want to sit around waiting, right. To find out what should they be doing right now? So they, they really should be thinking about where, where is my, my next step? So where can I go now? Organizations will change significantly um, because inevitably there will be, um, companies may shrink 
um, and there potentially will be job losses. Um, certainly they were talking about it today in the UK and I'm guessing in the States as well. And then globally, that's going to happen. So it's about women being, people being ready for that next step. So thinking about those strengths, thinking about those cultures, writing down and also having a plan um, and also thinking about actually what can what else can I be doing to build up my career? So take this opportunity, go on LinkedIn, start connecting with people, start virtually networking um, and seeing what else is going on in the world. It's it's almost about lifting your head up above the parapet and being ready to to make that step at the next step and knowing who, what your strengths are and yeah. what you bring to the table. What is unique? What do I bring to the table? And also about telling your story. Um, because again, people are going to engage on that emotional level, yeah. Um, and and really, really think about those those different things. Um, and again, do more more reading. We're talking about the fact that people have generally got more time. Get involved in podcasts. Listen to Andy's podcast. Listen to other podcasts that are relevant to you. Um, Good suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 just raise a little bit of your self knowledge and self awareness of of what of who you are what can you bring to the party and be ready to bring it to the party when yeah. when, when the world changes yeah absolutely i mean great advice whether you have some extra time or you don't think you have extra time and everybody's in different situations but we can all make time for things that are important to us and that might include learning building the network preparing for the next thing and like you said thinking about your strengths what are you good at what is your story uh, where do you want to go with your career and, and be prepared to start having those conversations? And, you know, I, I always say, been relying on, you know, building a network for many years. It's treated me well. Uh, that's everything in life and business happens because of relationships. So, you know, like you said, get on LinkedIn, talk to people. Uh, you don't have to do a LinkedIn live like this, but just connect, send some messages, have some virtual coffees, build some relationships um, and tell your story. And you don't have to be shouting about your own achievements, but you know, you can work some of that stuff in. Uh, we got a comment over on Facebook from Terry Stafford, uh, my friend who is going to be uh, editing my book soon, who said, I'm a man very uncomfortable with blowing my own horn. So obviously, wow. you know, we can't generalize here, right? There are plenty of women who are great at uh, promoting themselves and plenty of men who are uncomfortable doing mm -hmm. that. Uh, and everybody needs to be thinking about these things. What's the right balance? And especially if you're building a business or you're trying to grow your career to realize that whether it's a business or a career, it it's not, you're not going to succeed on your merits alone. You've got to be able to promote yourself, build a brand, build a network and and have people know who you are and what you do. Yeah. And the other thing also is, 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 is particularly for women is to think about maybe having um, an ally um, or some allies in, in your organizations, whether, and even you can have them externally who will, will vouch for you, will speak up for you. Um, and again, on LinkedIn, don't be afraid to go and ask for recommendations um, because, again, it, it all adds value to you as part of your unique value proposition. And and it's interesting because, as I'm sure you'll know, the, the differences between this side of the pond and you and the other side of the pond. Um, if we say to people uh, in the UK, you know, tell, tell me about yourself. They won't necessarily do the, the real kind of, hey, this is me. Or, this is what I do. Whereas our you guys over the pond you may well be a little bit more comfortable with doing that because mm. the, the culture and the nature but because the world is a smaller place i think now we also need to be thinking about um it's not bragging um it's not self-promotion yeah. this is who i am and sometimes it has to be a case of if you can't shout out about who you are and what you've yeah. done nobody else is going to do it for you i know
Yeah. And I'm, and I'm with you, Terry. I'm with you, Sophia. Like I, I, even though I put all this content out there, I have a hard time, you know, bragging or promoting myself. And that question of like, what do you do is always so challenging. I find, you know, in the U S when I go to networking events, people almost always just immediately start talking about their company and what their company does, you know, the company they work for. Well, I'm an, uh, an engineer at this company and we do this and this, and it's not really about them. Mm. And I want to be like, well, I want to get to know you better. Um, but then the flip side, I go to something and, and someone, it happened to me just this week, someone, uh, a new friend asked me, what do you do? And I was like, well, um, I run a consulting business. I host two podcasts. I host a conference. Um, I'm writing a book. I've got two kids. Like, what do you want to know? There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> where do you want to, where do you want to drill in on? Um, because there's a lot of things and it's, it's always hard to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting. I was having a conversation with a prospective client today um, and we started off by um, and I said to her, tell me about a bit about you and your business, because then when I tell you about me, I can then weave in the relevant bits, um, which I thought was quite an interesting yeah. thing to do. And that worked really well um, because I can then pick out the relevant things. So, again, it's also about having that that dare I use the phrase the elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, because again, people lose interest and, and linking it back into to what's going on right now. Um, if you do have that virtual coffee, um, or again, look at your LinkedIn profile, what can you be doing differently on your LinkedIn profile? So that yeah. people, because there are companies still out there who are recruiting. That's right. Um, and so, so about, it's about being career ready as well. Yeah. I talked to a client last week who's hiring three positions and I asked her for more information because I wanted to refer people to them. Uh, and that elevator pitch, like you mentioned, I think it's about piquing people's interest so that yeah. they want to know more. So I always try to connect it like to my purpose or you know what I'm really interested in or passionate about. And then people can ask more questions that they want. But I also like your strategy of letting the other person go first. I always do that on client calls because I'm afraid if I explain first, half of what I say might be completely uninteresting to them. So if I find out who they are and what they're interested in, then I can cater my answer, my response to what might be interesting to them. If they are really into, uh, you know, I don't know, data and, and can, I can talk about the consulting side of things. If they're more into podcasting and social media, I can talk about that, you know, whatever it may be. Um, you know, we, we should all have a little bit of a range, I think, of, of ways we can explain and things we can talk to people about our career. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it's about asking open questions. You know the what, the when, the hows, um, and because they yeah. really open up the conversation. Tell me about, explain to me, describe to me. Which sounds like real basics, but it's surprising about when I'm I'm with a group of people and I say, okay, so give me an example of an open question. People look at me, mm. um, and they're not really sure. <laughs> and so again, it's about reminding people, you know, how are you going to get more information from yeah. others? And it links back into the leadership piece and those having those conversations. Yeah. Tell me about what's going on at home you know, what kind of day are you having? What can yeah. I help you with? What can I support you with? And I think that's a really big thing right now is, yeah. is, is I'm finding you've got almost company A and company B. Company A are saying, um, if you aren't productive as you are in the office, then there's going to be hell to pay. You won't have a job. Mm. Company B saying, okay, do what you can. Appreciate the world is different right now. Yeah. Um, work when you can do what you can i'm going to be checking in with you every day or every couple of days yeah the phone call them you don't have to do it constantly on a on a um on a, a, a zoom if you like or or whatever other version of of uh, a tool you're using to communicate with your team yeah. the other also is just a a tip again um 
for 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 everybody but certainly for women is is don't keep yourself on mute during these um with the conference calls that are going on now obviously there will be times when you have to be on mute for everybody but make sure that you do speak up and even if you can't get a chance your voice is heard yeah get on that chat say something make a comment um and be involved in the conversation you should write a book on um, women speaking up in business and call it, don't put yourself on mute. Yeah. I've been wondering, I've been contemplating writing a book, but yeah, don't put yourself on mute. I love that. There right? you go. Don't put yourself on mute. Maybe that's, that could be the name of your new podcast. Um, going back to kind of the, the, the issue of like self-confidence and thinking about your own career. We had a great comment from my friend, Jimmy Rose, uh, who is uh, a talent development professional. who's going to be on this show in the near future. Uh, and he said, I was at a seminar last year where each participant was asked to multiply their age by two and then come up with that number of positive things about their career. This was a powerful exercise. Anytime I'm lacking confidence in myself or my ideas, I look back at the list and remind myself, Hey, I've had good ideas. I've done impactful things. And I think we yeah. all have, right? And it is a good reminder when we see that stuff. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. And again, it, I start off, I, I bring my groups in gently and I start off with start with five things. And even some people struggle with that because again, they, they find it challenging. But I love that idea of double your age and come up with, with all these things, the positives, the strengths, the things you've done in your career. Because people have, even if you're at the beginning of your career, there are still things that you you have done that have made an impact on 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 you and on other people as well. So it's really key Absolutely. to remember those positive things. Absolutely. Sphere of influence. Another comment on Facebook from my friend Terry Stafford, who says, everybody should write a book. I agree. I'm writing my first book right now. Sophie, you need to write a book. And if you are writing a book, self-publishing a book, you need an editor. And uh, Terry's not good at, self, at promoting himself, so I'll promote him. He's a great editor. You should reach out to him if you need help. <laughs> All right, Sophie, last question for you. Uh, when you think about, I'm writing my own book about uh, how people should take ownership of their careers and their lives. Uh, so when I say that, you think about this idea of taking ownership of your career. Um, what do you think about that? What's one more piece of advice you would give to people? Okay. So think about where you want to go think about the goal the objective and and break it down so in a year's time in a three years time in five years time you may want to you may have your whole career mapped out but as we said right at the beginning things change the world changes so have have that destination have that journey but be prepared for some detours and for some some interesting times along the way I love it. And that's kind of like takes it back to what we started with, which is that it's so important. It's so useful to have a vision, a goal of where you want to go with your career. But you also have to recognize that there are going to be some pivots, some changes along the way. And you've got to be flexible and be willing to uh, ebb and flow. Just like we did with this interview, we had one plan, we had one direction, we got some questions, some comments, we adjusted, we pivoted. Uh, well, Sophie, this has been great. I know you told me you're probably going to be uh, launching a new podcast soon. We don't have a name yet, probably coming out in June. Um, but I tagged you in the LinkedIn post here so people can go and connect with you uh, and follow along as you start that journey. Uh, and for anybody who's not connected with me, make sure we connect, follow along. I'm going to be publishing a book called Own Your Career, Own Your Life later this year. And uh, I'll be doing more interviews just like this every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern U.S. Eastern Time. Uh, Sophie, thank you again for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Andy, for inviting me, and I've loved it. All right, take care. And you too, thank you.